0: Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host Corey Mascara and in today's episode we're going to talk about not turning away. More to come on that in a moment but first let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so I'd like to share a poem with you by Dennis Warren, and it's called Stop Turning Away. He says, stop turning away. Connect with your experience. Face the unpleasant, what you don't want to see. No more excuses, no more complaining, no more blaming. No one is going to save you from your own intentions, thoughts, decisions, actions. Now, it's up to you to be skillful or unskillful, to point your mind towards clarity, balance, and peace, or towards confusion, struggle, and dissatisfaction. The compass always points inwards. So again, that is Stop Turning Away by Dennis Warren. And I'd like to go through some of it and just narrate my own sense of different stanzas and give you my thoughts on it. The the first thing I'll say that I really like about this poem is that it's pointing to a, a certain ownership Over our experience and it comes across pretty strongly in the beginning which I think can be uh, it can be activating for us to hear meaning it will create some sort of internal experience will resonate with it and feel energy toward it or will feel like it's almost calling us out and uh, I like stuff that does that because it, it confronts us with something and then we have to do something with that increased energy and emotion. And so, very quickly from the beginning, it says, stop turning away. Connect with your experience. Face the unpleasant, what you don't want to see. And then the next three I really like. No more excuses. No more complaining. No more blaming. Now, this is an interesting one because, you know, sometimes we can dance around uh, issues that we're dealing with, problems, frustrations, people that are... Uh, acting in an unjust way toward us uh, and and things around us that might very much warrant uh, you know excuses, complaining, blaming and sometimes hearing these things can feel, you know, hearing uh, someone saying no more excuses, no more complaining, no more blaming can feel a bit insensitive or like it's not taking into consideration the realities of our life. And so let's just hold the potential that Dennis Warren is taking into consideration, all the potential realities of your life, all the potential pains and suffering. There's still something to be said for being able to meet your moment, to meet your experience without creating an excuse, without complaining, without blaming. Again, doesn't mean that we endorse it, doesn't mean we like it, and doesn't mean that we passively resign to it, but just saying, This is what's here right now. What do I want to do with it? How do I want to meet it? And when it comes to the no more blaming, you know, that one's especially complicated because, you know, what is it saying? Is it saying that other people don't have a a role in how I'm, you know, what I'm experiencing right now or the pain that they're causing me? That gets pretty complicated because it's like, well, we have to put some responsibility on other people, so I'm not allowed to blame them anymore. Am I supposed to take responsibility for everything that happens? Some would say that. I think we can acknowledge that it's always more complex than that. The way I like to look at this is specifically as it relates to our internal experience, what, what we're experiencing. No more blaming others for why we're feeling the way we're feeling or trying to hold them responsible for making us feel differently. While it may very well be true that your mother did this, your father did this, this person did that, this community of people continue to do this, that create conditions that cause you to feel a certain way, at some point we have to take all of that into consideration and then also simultaneously recognize that we do have some capacity in how we will relate to the external experience. Again, this is really touchy territory because I, I do not play in the extremes here. There are some people that play in the camp of, of you have to just take total ownership over everything that you're feeling and it's not someone else's responsibility. I, I really uh, I feel pretty strongly that 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 is just too far in the other direction because we are social creatures. Other people do have an impact on our well-being. And if we do want to live in society with other people, we have to recognize that how we show up impacts another person and how another person shows up does impact us. So we can take all of that into consideration, the recognition that we should actively be trying to create a society that creates more safety and goodness for other people and at the same time, we, we can tap into and find empowerment through our, our self-sovereignty, our capacity to choose how to relate to this experience, how we will think about it, what belief we will apply to it, how we'll make sense of it, and how we want to choose to respond, what will come next, that space between stimulus and response. And that is stepping out of a, a victim-like mentality, which, again, is this feeling of you did this to me, you're holding me down. Again, let me also acknowledge there is often wisdom to the victim state. Uh, It's pointing to a potential truth that is there and arouses an energy that holds someone accountable. But if we dwell too long in that state, We can passively resign to what is happening to us and lose this simultaneous experience we have, which is is still an autonomy to choose, at the very least, our attitude in that moment. And I think back to Viktor Frankl, who survived the Holocaust, lost his entire family, and, and says choice is the last of the human freedoms, this ability to choose, even if everything is taken from us, still the ability to choose our attitude and so we can still have that at the very least but usually we're not going to have everything stripped away from us we'll we'll have more capacity in how we respond and so you know coming out of the gate in this poem no more excuses no more complaining no more blaming interesting way to put it see how it it resonates for you but uh, i know for me there's something about that that I can find empowering. And at the same time, I it really, I know I'm going more and more into this, but it just feels like a responsibility as a host of this podcast and of this exploration of the work that we're doing that I do not think that stanza should be used, uh, should be weaponized against other people that are maybe in a state of creating excuses or complaining or blaming. There are often times where that is a very valid response and even if you feel that you know there's a different way for this person to be thinking about it you really have to know that person's experience and have a certain relationship to uh, to offer a prescription for navigating out of that and often what we might perceive as blaming or making excuses is another person's response to a, a truly unjust event or experience or series of experiences over a lifetime and so while we might perceive it in a certain way for this person this is their opportunity to use their voice to set boundaries this excuse is is not complaining Uh, it's it's actually a boundary creation and an energy toward shifting making some sort of systemic change or external change so i i want to make sure we're holding that. And so when it comes to the no more excuses, no more complaining, no more blaming, I think this is better off for us just start with ourselves because we feel it would be a useful way for where we are in our life at this point in time. Okay, so let's continue. Here we go on. He says, no one is going to save you from your own intentions, thoughts, decisions, and actions. I think that's powerful. I think that is a powerful thing for us to own. Not going to be saved from our own intentions, thoughts, decisions, and actions. And even though those could be put there for a variety of uh, genetic variable reasons and social conditioning that happens mostly out of our control through childhood, At at some point I do think it's important for us to take a certain ownership over what we think, what we decide, how we act. I think that is an important step of maturity and then growing into the fullness of our humanness which involves this awareness to uh, our experience this awareness of what is happening and that that knowing of what is happening that metacognition allows us to respond rather than just be caught and trapped in it now it's up to you to be skillful or unskillful to point your mind toward clarity balance, and peace, or towards confusion, struggle, and dissatisfaction. That one I'd like to go into a little bit more closely because uh, as you've been following my teachings, you know I make space for confusion, struggle, and dissatisfaction. I think these uh, painful states What are often perceived as negative emotions are really important to the human experience. Not just important, but they're inextricable from the human experience. And if you start trying to bypass confusion or bypass struggle or bypass dissatisfaction and just pretend like you're equanimous and enlightened and permanently peaceful, that is often a form of spiritual bypassing and is not making peace, finding peace through the human condition, and it's just putting on a mask of peace. So what what I think Dennis is pointing to here, and again, I'd have to have a conversation with him to know what he actually means, but the way I interpret it, that feels in alignment with the rest of what he's saying, is saying, you know, it's up to you to be skillful or unskillful to point your mind towards clarity, balance, and peace, or towards confusion, struggle, and dissatisfaction. This doesn't necessarily mean that you won't uh, see confusion, struggle or dissatisfaction. You won't be aware of it, but I think he's pointing more over time, like the the conditions that you're creating in your life, the way you're relating to your experience is one that is moving you toward more clarity, balance, and peace. And you can have clarity, balance, and peace in confusion, struggle, and dissatisfaction. In fact, I don't think you can actually get to true clarity. I don't know if you actually have true clarity unless you're seeing the inherent confusion, struggle, and dissatisfaction of life. Even within a a Buddhist context, and I have a feeling Dennis has some Buddhist roots in, in how he's writing, Part of the thing that inspires liberation of the mind is seeing the inherent confusion, struggle, and dissatisfaction of life. That's the first noble truth of of the Buddhist doctrine, that life has suffering. And when you train your mind through meditation, one of the things you're looking at is just the inherent unsatisfactory uh, nature of phenomena, meaning that everything comes and goes. Thoughts come and go. Sensations come and go. Emotions come and go, and by by seeing whoa, there is nothing here that I could actually hold on to, that I can identify with, that I can take to my grave with me. Now it, it can be a painful recognition of that impermanence, but by pointing your mind and seeing that dissatisfaction, it actually inspires a deeper awakening and desire for liberation and identification with something bigger. Than just the thoughts, just the emotions, just the sensations moving through you, and so um, yeah, the, that confusion, that struggle, this that dissatisfaction—it's a normal part of the human experience. But there's a way to relate to it that actually lends itself to more clarity, more balance, and more peace. And I talk about that in other episodes, and you know that is part of the the meditation path. And then you know, Dar- Dennis Warren concludes this poem by just saying the compass always points inwards the compass always points inwards and again that's pointing to this notion of ownership over our experience which is that your experience of the entire world everything internal and external is happening through your mind it's happening in this fathom long mind and body even things that you perceive are happening across the world somewhere else entirely your experience of them How you know them, how you make sense of them, is happening through your mind. That is your interface with everything. And so we have to come back to here. We have to drop in, attune, and better understand how we are interfacing with all of these different inputs. That self-reflection and turning toward will provide us a deeper understanding of how to work with what we perceive as the external world or what might be going on in our life so the compass always points inwards so i hope you enjoyed this poem i hope it gave you something to think about i gave you my own narration of it it doesn't need to be your narration of it i will put this poem in the show notes if you'd like to review it and as always thank you so much for your practice and if you'd like to dive into deeper practice, deeper mindfulness practice, meditation practice in a retreat setting, I do have a retreat coming up December 4th through 6th, 2020. We still have spaces available and you can learn more about that at quarrymascara.com forward slash retreat. Would love to have you there. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. And until next time, take care.